is it using the right input for your recording? It is. It is. Uh, I, I can tell because I, I... The way I normally tell these days is I normally go up to my microphone with my fingers and I just like start mm-hmm. rubbing them together or I'll snap very lightly. And if, if the microphone's picking it up, then I know it's the right one. Nice. So, alas, we are here for the season finale of Bleach. I, I have, in fact, overslept. <laughs> um, thank you, Sam, for being fucking patient as hell and, you know, sticking with me despite this being literally 50 minutes after our planned recording time. Well, you... You messaged me back three minutes before it was Lost Cause City. You had one... There was going to be one final Discord call, and then if you didn't answer that one, I was gonna close my PC and then go make fun. Make, uh, go make food. That's fair. That's fair. But we can we can get through it. Like, we can get through this one, uh, like, pretty quick. Um, so yeah, we have finished this season of Bleach. What the fuck season is this? Is this season nine? I don't think it's season nine. You don't think it's, it's season, season eight? Season, season eight. eight, Aaron Carr, part three, the fierce fight. The fierce fight. Okay. Uh, so this is our season finale. Like I said, I'm still waking up, so I'm so sorry to everybody. Uh, my deepest apologies. This is half sarcasm, half not. Um, we. We'll be taking a break next week just because of previously discussed things, but we're we're going into uncharted territory after that. Cause I neither of us has seen the the next arc, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we're we have finally arrived at like what the fuck happens here town. <laughs> yeah, it's like I know the name of the arc. I know the very, very barest bones amount of the premise, uh, just because of the name of the arc. Um, I, I, I don't know why they named this place New Captain City because I just, obviously, we've never been there, so like I'm sure we'll figure it out, but it, it's pretty abandoned, you know. There's nobody here. I, I see it in the distance on this train we're going on, but I haven't seen anybody in New Captain City. Yeah, as far as I'm aware, this is about where, like, viewer, like my awareness of the viewership of Bleach is that this is where it dropped off suddenly. Um, that actually might be something that could be interesting for us to, like, actually look up to see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we could find numbers. Yeah, like, we can probably find numbers or something, like... There is going to be stuff to talk about, I'm sure, and I won't spoil what's going on, but we do have something kind of special planned for next arc. Like, we, there is going to be some stuff that's going to be a little bit different next arc. That's all I'll say. Uh, that being said, this is It'll Wash Out, a Bleach Rewatch podcast. I'm your co-host, Kit. And I'm your co-host, Sam. And... You know, let, you want to just hop into it because we're a fucking hour late. <laughs> yeah, let's let's get on with it. All right.
Bleach 166. Desperate Effort versus Desperate Effort. The Hollified Ichigo. So, much like the title, we open on a Hollified Ichigo, desperately guarding Orohime from Grimrock. Wow, I'm all over my words. Desperately guarding Orohime from Grimjow's Grand Ray Saro. As Orohime puts her hands together, looking at Ichigo. He turns back to her and apologizes, asking if she's scared, then says, It's hard to tell you not to worry when I look like this, but I'll tell you anyway. Don't worry, I'll end this soon. It is, I really like the, um, like the way that you see the fear in her eyes and then you see it, it like zooms in on his eyes and he just has like this moment of like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's, it's a really good like little quiet bit. Yeah, no, I, I actually really, really like all of the interactions between Ichigo and Orihime this episode. Like, I, I... I'm going to be real, Sam. I'm very hot on this episode. I really like this one a lot. Yeah. Um, it's a good episode. It's a good season finale. Yeah. No, like, these two episodes, I'm I'm really excited to get into them. Uh, Grimjell laughs, claiming he has been waiting for this moment as he puts his hands to his blade, releasing it into his resurrection, Pantera. This part looks so sick. The way he, like puts his hand to his sword like he flattens his sword out and he puts his hand to the side of it and like kind of grips it with his fingers like his fingertips and he slides them across his sword and says grind pantera and it's the sickest shit i'm so into it it looks great it looks fucking cool the animation this episode overall is just like a step up like it's really good (laughs) yeah the I think this first episode has a couple of bits where, like, it's weird because there's parts where it looks like Dragon Ball, and then there's parts where it looks like Naruto. Yeah. And I like, bo- I like both of those styles of animating fights, but they're different styles. So it's weird that this episode manages to look like both. <laughs> it It is weird, but I still find myself, like, really into it. Like, they did a lot here, and I'm... I don't know. It was exciting the whole time. I had to pause several times and just like rewatch a moment because I was just like, Nova was playing Guitar Hero while I was watching this and taking my notes. And I kept out like while they were in between songs being like, babe, I have to show you this part of Bleach. Like, I know you don't give a shit about Bleach, but I have to show you this. <laughs> you gotta. It, it was so good. It's so good. Um, this was one of those moments, because I was just like, look at the way his fingers do this! Uh. <laughs> but, um, Ichigo tells Orihime to place a Santen Keshun to protect herself and Nell, and not to let it down. The dust clears, and Grimjow's kitty form is revealed. Grimjow has revealed his fursona. Uh, I love it is- this outlaw star-ass <laughs> look so much. So... One thing I've actually neglected to bring up about Grimjow, um, his design, uh, especially in this form, is very reminiscent of a character from Kubo's first manga, Zombie Powder, um, which I don't remember the character's name, um, but ever since I started watching Ever since I got into Bleach, like, forever and ever ago, 
um, I have kind of seen similarities. They are very different, but I'm going to post this in the podcast chat. Um, please. Yeah, there. Yeah. He, he looks like the, the main character of Zombie Powder. Um, and I do wonder if this was an intentional design or if it was just like, no, like, I, I just end up drawing similar characters sometimes, but I don't know. I, I'm very curious about zombie powder because I have no fucking idea how that, that shit aged because I read it back in the day, but it was also only like four volumes because uh, it didn't do too well. Yeah, it ended pretty fast. It, yeah, it's like something like 28 chapters total, um, but I don't know. Uh, it was just worth it to note to me that uh, Grimjaw's released form looks a lot like uh, this character's form. Uh, that being said, I do think his released form looks very silly, but also sick. I'm really into it. <laughs> it, like, I compared it to, like, an Outlaw Star design earlier, but basically just, like, it feels like a mid-90s, like, Beastman elf character coming in. Yeah. Like, just, I, I would expect to find this version of Grimchow in Outlaw Star, in Tenchi, in, you know, like those shows. It, it's silly, but I'm into it. Like, I, I like it a lot, actually. Because he has entered his persona, though, he does roar, and an immense pressure is just, like, unleashed before he jumps up and just starts kicking Ichigo through the sky, through several buildings, and then into one last one before trying to find Ichigo in the dust. Like, his eyes are, like, literally, like, scanning here, like, alright, is he getting out of this? Like, where is he? Uh, but then our boy shows up right behind Grimjow for an attack, which seems to do very little. Grimjow tells him it's his eyes that he hates, and we cut to a group of female Aronkar, as one of them, Mila Rose, notes Grimjow's use of Grand Racero, stating that it's not supposed to be used in Las Noches. Skipped over it, but like like I said, fight animation, pretty fucking good. Yeah, it's just good stuff overall. Uh, I love when Mila Rose like points out, she's like, damn, he fucking, I can't believe he used it, that fucking piece of shit. And then she points out the like hole in reality that's having a hard time fixing itself. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, right. <laughs> that's probably an issue. <laughs> it is really good. I do like these Fraction. Um, I do wish the one that responds to Mila Rose and says she's scared. Uh, like, th this one person calls Mila Rose scared um, and they start fighting. I really wish this Fraction was not named Apache. Um, I don't think there's a reason for that, and also it's just like, 99% sure this character is not Native American, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. it just feels wrong, but there is a character here named Apache, um, the, the other of the three Fraction here, uh, Sun Sun, uh, tells both of them to be quiet since they look weak when they argue with each other, uh, causing the two to get angry with her. And then suddenly they feel another wave of pressure, with Mila Rose stating that Grimjow is getting carried away. Uh, the final Aronkar of this group, the Espada, tells them that this is what it looks like for an Espada in Resurrection to battle, and it's no surprise that the trio of Fraction would be scared. 
Another burst of pressure, and the Espada tells them to embrace this fear as she questions the humanity of Ichigo, stating it's as if she's watching a battle between two Espada. I really like this observation. I think this is really neat. Yeah, she even comments on, like, the death and darkness of Ichigo's, like, vibes. Yeah! That that boy's vibes are rancid. It's really good. It's a really good way for us to be like, okay, yeah, I guess we haven't really thought about, like, Ichigo's hollow powers in a while. Uh, So, like, it's, it's good that... Uh, this is Spada, who I do not think has been named yet. Um, but it's very cool that she, like, brings attention to it and reminds you, like, hey, this is a thing you can be thinking about and worried about. It's good. Um, cutting back to the fight, Grimjow slams Ichigo into a wall, noting that he can keep the hollow mask on for longer now. He's glad, as it would be boring if the mask broke immediately. But Ichigo tells him not to make him laugh as he slashes through Grimjow's chest and calls him boring. <laughs> and then is like, and don't you dare fucking undo your resurrection. <laughs> like, I need to beat you like this. He's like, it would be boring if I powered down. No, bitch, it would be boring if you powered down. Try to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fucking good. I I love that it's kind of just like Ichigo repeating the thing Grimjow said and being like, boom, call back, bitch. <laughs> Like, it's good. The battle rages, and frankly, this is what Bleach is all about. It's just the boys fighting, and I'm loving it. Uh, The animation in particular looks great, even if Nell and Orihime are still on the sidelines worrying about Ichigo. Um, Orihime here does question if this is really Ichigo as the two boys clash. There's this sick moment where Grimjow releases, like, spines from his elbow... Uh, and they, like, start going out towards Orihime, and Ichigo just, like, flies in, taking the hit, calling it nothing. But when he looks at Orihime, the screen flashes, and she can only see her hollowed brother. She looks into Acid his eyes. Wire. What? Let's not forget her brother was called Acid Wire. Oh my god, I forgot her brother's name was Acid Wire! <laughs> Very important detail. It has nothing to do with the scene in, at all, but I just need to bring up, well, we're bringing up his face. We should bring up his name. It's Acid Wire. Acid Wire. Oh, God, don't you just hate it when your brother's name is Acid Wire? Um, also, uh, just to specify that Ichigo sees the darts coming, dodges them, then, then goes, oh, wait, shit, they're going to hit Orihime, and then he jumps in front of them. He sure does do that. He really does do that. Uh, it's, it's good though. Like, I like this. Um, I, I really do like her looking into his eyes and seeing her brother. Uh, I think it makes the trauma from that encounter with her brother feel a lot more real, even if that happened Mm -hmm. back like 160 episodes ago. Yeah, she has not had a, like, she saw Ichigo fighting with the Vizard, but she hasn't really, like, internalize the whole oh yeah like this is literally some hollow power yeah um it's good i i'm glad to see that having some like lasting effects on her um ichigo dives down to face grimjow once again and grimjow calls it quite the effort for ichigo to have saved them 
Uh, and he's like, hmm, it seems like you're tired. Maybe you should take a break so I can kill you. And Ichigo's like, dude, if you have time for idle chat, then you should worry about yourself. Grimjow tells him not to act tough as he literally does the most I am tough shit thing and like points his elbow at a building behind him, releases more spines and just like demolishes the building behind him. And he's like, yeah, you just took five of those. So, like, I guess it would be surprising if you were, like, okay. It's so it's funny. So, it's so good. He's <laughs> like, I no, I get, I get it. It's it's normal that you're completely hurt. You got hurt. You got hit by me. You got hit by five of these things. Like, you see that building? No, you don't. Because I blew it up with one of my spines. Uh, he does... Say Ichigo's mask is at its limit too, but then Ichigo like puts his hand to his mask and swipes away, and you can see this burst of like dark energy, which is just like a really nice detail. Um, it's a, he fixes when, while he does that, he fixes a crack in the mask. Yes, yes, it's so good. Uh, and Ichigo at this point like just goes, "Who's at their limit?" Which Grimjaw is like, "Fuck yeah, dude! All right, that's persistent. I'm into this." Like. <laughs> It's yeah, well, good. When, when it goes back to Grimjow, you see that part of Grimjow's armor is starting to crack and crumble away as well. Oh. Like, I, he's, I, he's got, there's a part of, like, just over his, um, it's, like, over his brow, uh, mm. which is close to where Ichigo's mask was busted. And it's, like, that part is, like, cracking and there's a little piece of it that falls down. It's so good. It's so fucking good. Um, A, a lot of really good details in this episode. Absolutely. Uh, Ichigo at this point says that Grimjow looks worn out too, but Grimjow's like, I'm sorry to inform you, you're just imagining things, and the two start fighting again. Uh, Orihime grips her own arm, telling herself she mustn't be afraid. But then she thinks to herself, when I looked into those eyes, it's as if Kurosaki has become somebody else. I feel as if he can't see me, just like my brother, Acid Wire. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> I do love this. Like, genuinely, remembering his name as Acid Wire has ruined it, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Uh, Orihime flashes back all the way to, like, episode two, and the boys continue their fight. Uh,. Nell says that Ichigo is being completely overpowered despite the mask, and she remembers the fight with Dordoni and the fight with Lokiora, noting that when he was masked then, he was invincible, always decisively overpowering the opponent. But now, he's getting hurt. She looks to Orihime, who's struggling, and then Nell yells, Give it your all, Ichigo! And then, like, turns to Orihime, and is like, Dude, Ichigo's fighting for you, so why are you afraid of him? After all, you said he was kind, and, you know, I think so too. When he heard Orihime's name, he lunged at Okiora. He's human, but he's become a soul reaper, and now he's using such insane power from his mask. There's no way he isn't suffering, and he's fighting for her. He's getting devastated, all to save Orihime, so she should be cheering him on. And this, like, little fucking, like, speech sparked something in Orihime. 
And as half of Ichigo's mask breaks off, she remembers. At first I came here to protect everyone. I thought I was ready. I heard Ichigo and the others came to save me, and somewhere in my heart I was happy. When I saw him wear the mask, his eyes were like my brother's, and I thought that maybe he hadn't come to save me. I was afraid. That's not true. Not really. None of that matters. I'm not afraid of Kurosaki. What I do fear is that Kurosaki... And then she trails off as we see Ichigo get kicked into a wall as Grimjow claims our boy is at his limit. Only a quarter of the mask remains on Ichigo's face as Grimjow tells him it's over. And then... And it sounded like you had something, Sam. Yeah, well, just before we get into the next uh, the next bit, which is really good, uh, I, w- I want to just go over the Nell and Odohime stuff. Uh, yeah. Which, at f- like, I'm not a huge fan of the part where Odohime... Like, I love Odohime, uh, like, seeing the hollow mask and it unsettles her and she thinks of her... And she is reminded of her brother. Yeah. But then the part where she's like... Yeah, but now I'm, like, doubting Ichigo's intentions or whatever. When she did see him, like, take those fucking elbow spines for her. Yeah! Like, I, I'm and, I'm with you. Um, oh. But I do, I really love the little speech that Nell gives. Uh, the, how, the, the way that Orihime is, like, call, because she's, like, she's doing the callback to Rukia's imprisonment, where... Rukia was like, I can't let anyone get else get hurt. Sure, take me in. I'm prepared for this. I'm ready. I've I will self-sacrifice and protect everyone that I care about on the human side. And then she goes, and as soon as someone says, Hey, someone came to help you, she realizes, you know what? I wasn't ready for this at all. I actually really want them to save me. I'm not prepared to say goodbye. Um and Orihime is having like the same like reaction and thoughts. Um which, you know, on the one hand, it does hit a bit like, okay, Kubo, this is the second time you've done this plot and they're reacting in the exact same way. But it's all it it does do like a cool reflection thing, so I'm like, you know, waffling back and forth on that. Yeah, no, like I also have my own problems with Orihime's like stuff here. Um just in that it like you said, it is the same as the Rukia thing. But I do like that this is more of a reflection of her own trauma Mm -hmm. um because for me as somebody who has trauma um it is interesting to me that she can see ichigo like this and even though he did save her it was still after like he saves her and then she sees his face and all she can see is her brother and i can understand that fear like yeah the way that trauma can surface even in a moment where you are being protected by somebody like that person looks like somebody who traumatized you that can be terrifying and i do like that this has that i think that's really interesting um i i i do still have my problems don't get me wrong but like a lot of that does stem from this is still Bleach going the self-sacrificing woman tries to protect everybody and then gets in way over her head and has to have everybody come save her. Like, it's still that. But mm-hmm. I do like this scene. What she says 
though, after Grimjow tells Ichigo it's over, is the worst fucking cheer I've ever heard. <laughs> because she says, don't die, Kurosaki. Which is the kind of shit I say when I'm watching somebody play a fighting game for the first time. Or Dark Souls. <laughs> they ask me how to win. I just go, just don't get hit. <laughs> but the the thing that I really like about this uh, this part, though, is when Grimjow is telling Kurosaki, like, hey, it's the end. Like, you're, you're fucked. There's nothing else you can do, clearly. And I'm going to win with the next attack. He looks so sad and disappointed he does he does like he's um, upset that this is the end and that he like he's glad that he's winning but he's upset that like this is the end of the fight absolutely um after orihime says don't die kurosaki ichigo turns towards her and she continues saying you don't have to win you don't have to try just don't get hurt anymore and I I like that. I like that a lot. I think that really does kind of solidify uh, her and Ichigo's relationship in ways. In that she doesn't want him to get killed for her. Even though she has the desire to be saved, she doesn't want him to die. Which, yeah. there are some complex things quote complex um with this in that it is still self-sacrificing woman in bleach but i do like that she's straight up like please don't get hurt for me you know like i i like that kind of thing i'm kind of a sap for it unfortunately <laughs> mm -hmm. grimjow at this point lunges for ichigo and our boy fucking stops it with one hand and it looks sick He's heard all he needed to. He's found his resolve, Sam. I'm sorry, Grimjow. I can't lose to you any longer. Grimjow's eyes go wide. Ichigo lets out a strike. And blood flows. The episode ends. This last shot is so fucking sick. <laughs> when I think of things in Bleach that look fucking sick and that I, th I like think about for a long time... It, this one was one of them, and watching it again in the in the anime uh, and in the manga just did not disappoint. I was like, fuck yes. I love how, like, Ichigo just turns, like, he catches it, and it's fucking incredible. But then he just, like, half turns his head towards Grimjaw, and the way he's, like, he's got this, like, soft, this, like, sad, serene look on his face as he's like, sorry, man, I can't keep fucking around. This is over. <laughs> it's really good. The expression he has is, like, it's exactly what you said. It's like a serene smile. And, like, I love it. Like, I cannot think of the last time in this show that was just like, yeah, that's my boy, Ichigo. But this was that time. I saw Ichigo here and I was like, that's my fucking boy. Like, yeah. I, I, I love this scene. I think it's great. And this, so this is a read on the scene that I only have because I went looking at, like, other people's reactions to it. And also I was, um, uh, I have the benefit of some of the stuff in the manga that's, that I'm going to bring up at the end of the episode. But, yeah. uh, I, 
I think the first time that I see that I saw this scene, I didn't understand that this was also a callback to. Do you remember when after the Bount arc slash after the Soul Society arc in the manga, the first Hollow that Ichigo tries to fight with Rukia, he is sca- well, like, he's scared of it, or at least he's scared of like trying to fight it, and he's having a really hard time. Until Rukia tells him to get his head out of his ass, and she's like, stop being afraid of being too strong. Stop being afraid that you're going to lose control, and you're going to hurt your friends. Like, that's not you. You're you're the guy who says, like, actually, fuck that. I'm going to get stronger and win and protect everyone, and everyone's going to be happy. Stop, like... Like, if you do lose control, fine, fuck it. We'll, you know, we'll be there and we'll stop you. It's fine. Stop worrying about that and just be the guy you be the guy you are and be as strong as you can be. And then he just immediately, like, broke through his, like, mental block and destroyed the hollow in one shot. That's basically what this is. Because the entire fight, he sees how Orihime is scared of him. And he's, like, unconsciously adding more and more, like, limiters on himself. Because he's realizing that the stronger he becomes as, like, hollow Ichigo the more terrified of him that Urihime is. And then she's the one who tells him, like, hey, actually, like, the most important thing right now, it's not you winning, it's you not getting hurt. And then he's like, oh, actually, I need to use 100% of my strength to not be hurt, which means I gotta finish this fight right fucking now. I I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm really into this. Um, I... I think it is a really interesting direction for a shonen protagonist to go, um, where it, rather than it being about I need to become more powerful, it's about I am so powerful that I need to like fucking like I need to get over my own mental blocks because I am subconsciously stopping myself from exerting all of my power because I am afraid of hurting those I care about. Like, that is a very interesting place for a protagonist to go in a shonen manga. I I think Bleach kind of flubs its way through that because it doesn't... It doesn't bring the focus on that until, like, the big moments, really. Um, And it... I don't think it makes it super clear during the visor training stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, it kind of does, but it's, like... Before the visor training, Ichigo is like, you know, he's very scared of being overtaken by the hollow. And I think that's very interesting as well. But it's not so much of I'm afraid of myself being too powerful. It's I'm afraid of losing myself to this thing within me. But at this point, they've reached sort of a balance of, you know, I am working together with this hollow within me. But now I'm afraid of being too powerful <laughs> again <laughs> and, you know, yeah. destroying everything I love and care about. And it's interesting to see he still has those mental barriers. Like, I think it's I think it's really good. And effectively, it's like the answer isn't to uh, not be as strong as you can be. It's be as strong as you can be and then be even stronger because you need to control it. Exactly. It, it's good. It's- I, I'm into it. I, ooh, bleach good sometimes. Actually, bleach can be good. Bleach can be good. What were the post credits of manga bits this time? 
So Nanao is real sad because she realized, hey, we actually did. We were starting this photo business to raise money, and actually, we just like spent all of the money that we had. Uh, not to worry though, Yachiru to the rescue. She managed to she managed to take photos of every single person on the list. It's just that unfortunately there are several large black hair spikes blocking most of the photos because <laughs> she was taking the photos from Zaraki's back. God, I throughout this entire paparazzi skit that we've been getting weekly, like I've been giggling at like most of these at the bare minimum. This one, I was fucking snorting. I was losing my goddamn mind. I don't know why, but this one is just perfection. <laughs> it's like, thank you, Goblin Demon Child. I'm so happy you're here. Then uh, now, of course, it's like, these are, these are fucking useless. <laughs> like, every single one of these. Uh, but they do mark every person on the list as finished because they have photos of them. Uh, which surprises now. She's like, what do you mean the arc is finished? <laughs> what do you mean I have to stop my fundraising? It's so fucking good. I, I love this bit. 10 it's out of 10. Very good. Uh, the manga doesn't have, like, many things in the way of changes. I just wanted to share some of the uh, some of the pages. Like, the original page where Ichigo turns back and Orihime... Because Orihime is like nervous around Ichigo with his mask on, but she's not scared until she sees his eyes. And right. the the original like turn towards her and then the look in his eye when he's like, oh fuck, I scared her. It's such a good uh, like pair of pages. And then he's just like, alright, I'm don't worry about it. It's fine. I'll end this quick. Yeah, no, this is really good. And then similarly, just the page where Orihime is like asking him, just don't get hurt. And then he turns to Grimjaw and he's like, sorry, but playtime's over. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. That's my boy. That's my boy. And then finally, I've got some, uh, some end of chapter corner art bits. <laughs> We've got the chapter where Pantera's unleashed and they start fighting, which is just a real sick, like, hollow mask clashing heads with a, uh, like, a panther. Yeah. Uh, there's there's the chapter where Ichigo takes the hit for uh, Orihime, like, he takes the elbow spines and sees that, oh, like, she's more scared than I thought she was. Uh, which is, it's like a shadowed figure wearing a hollow mask being surrounded by a bunch of chains. <laughs> mm. uh, as you can tell, this this image and the next one like heavily influenced my read on uh, the last part of uh, the episode. And then when Orihime tells him you can't get hurt, and then he just cleaves uh, Grimjow's chest in twain, it's that same shadowy figure just breaking through all the chains and surging forward. It looks so fucking sick. <laughs> Yeah, I know this rules. This is so fucking good. Like holy shit. I I am so happy this episode was good. Um Like we do have more of this fight in the next episode. However, I I just really want to call attention to the fact that this easily easily could have been one of those like never-ending shonen situations where this fight could have gone on for like 10 episodes. 
like yeah. easily. But they condensed it down to two, and I think it's way stronger for that. Yeah, like even the manga, this fight, this fight, like these two episodes and the previous two episodes make up a volume of the manga. Um, yeah. So so each episode is adapting like two or three chapters. Um, but yeah, there's not a ton of stretching. It's just they're they're doing the stuff in the manga and then they're adding like okay well for every time where they they clash we'll add like maybe an extra sword strike or they'll we'll add like an extra second of them looking at each other that kind of stuff uh, but there's not like okay we're just going to add an extra like 15 minutes worth of them fighting which is yeah, something no. that bleach does sometimes but not this time it's a they're a tight pair of episodes yeah, I think the pa- the pacing of these two episodes is actually, like, really, really strong. I was really surprised by how, like, fast it felt. Um, but, like, I don't know. I think that is a very big strength of Bleach when it does do this sort of thing, is that, like, the fights don't have to be super long. Like, they just need to be good and memorable, and I think this one does that. Yeah. Um, that being said, let's cut to break. Let's cut to break. Then let's get right back into it with episode 167, the moment of conclusion, the end of Grimjow. And the end of an era, because this is the last episode of Bleach to use the 4x3 aspect ratio. Yep, no more letterboxing. No more square Bleach. Alas. Alas. We start the episode with some narration that says, one by one, Ichigo's friends fall in their battles, and showing everyone getting hurt and collapsing, but like, Udyu and Renji got back up and started walking around. They're not in any immediate danger. God. They at least remembered Chad, though, which I appreciate. Yeah, like, Rukia and Chad are face down in pools of their own blood. Fine. Uh, but the other two, like, their enemy <laughs> left, and they got up, and they're looking for a way out. God. They're doing fine. Uh, but it's, it just really struck me that I was like, hey, you can't just say that. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> it's fine. I love an unreliable narrator. So everyone's in shock after, like, the big blow from last episode, and Grimjow starts to fall down. Ichigo's thinking, like, oh, thank Christ, it's done. But the Espada grabs the sword and refuses to go down, and we see a huge splash of blood for changing scenes. And then we get just, like, the narrator coming in for a, j- a lot of talking. He t- he tells us, They say that Gillians are born when millions of hollows merge together, and they lose sentience. Or they lose, like, their individuality. But that's not quite right. Because every so often, instead of hollows that seek human hearts to fill their emptiness, you get ones that eat other hollows. They eat and eat and eat and eat, until eventually... They, like, merge together and become Gillians. But every so often, one of those hollows that are part of the whole retains its individuality, and it keeps on eating the other Gillians until it evolves into an Ajutus. I fucking love this. This is sick as hell. I really like the implications 
the even though Soul Society has been fighting Hollows for fucking eons, they don't know everything about them. It is really interesting. I I was not expecting this to come up this episode. I forgot completely about this, but I think it's really interesting and cool. Yeah, it's like surprise, uh, Soul Society. There's you don't know everything. Uh, here's how it actually works, which is fun. Also, the design, uh, like the the way that they show the Gillian like eating the other Gillians, it has a different mask design, which is really cool. <laughs> yeah. It's overall very sick. So after this, we see a pan- we see a panther hollow uh, that howls at the moon like a wolf for some reason. <laughs> uh, this this is just weird. This is added in the anime. Like it doesn't howl in the in the manga. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne's "Bark at the Moon" starts playing in the background. <laughs> uh, so the narrator continues to explain that. Ajusis are scared because they re- they like instinctually realize if they don't keep eating other hollows, they'll turn back into a Gillian, but this time they will be mindless like the others, and there's never like there has never been an Ajusis who goes back down to Gillian who manages to retain their individuality and come back up. It's really interesting. I I think that's a very real fear. Um like it's it adds a lot like just in that just like this is an instinctive fear that if i don't keep eating other people like me like even if they at this point are mindless if i don't keep doing this i'm gonna regress and i'm never coming back like that is super interesting so we see the panther like hunt down a bunch of others until it gets accosted by a large group of other juicious uh with some familiar shapes the panther jumps up and eats a chunk from one of them who threatened him, and that is enough to impress everyone else. They introduce themselves, and, you know, it's it's the guys who went with Grimjow to the human world. Like, each one of these Ajushas that we see is, you can, you, it's like, oh, it's Shalong, it's D-Roy, it's those guys. Um, and then the guy who never got a chance to show off what his, like, his uh, release was, he's just a large slug. <laughs> he doesn't have any, like, features. <laughs> It's really funny. <laughs> They're just like, do we, should we think up of a design for this guy? Nah, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's fine. It's not important. I really like these designs, though. Like, it's really cool to, like, see these characters and go, hmm, they look familiar. And then them just to say the names and you'd be like, oh, it's those guys. Like, yeah, it's I like, like oh, that shit, shit, it's that guy. It's good. Um, I I don't care about any of these characters, but it's cool to see them like this. Yeah, so the group become, uh, they ask Grimjow to be their leader because all of them want to become Vastolorde, but they they are aware that unless they have, like, a central person who can be their boss and be the guy to, like, take charge and make decisions, none of them are going to get there. Like, they understand they're not leaders. They need to lead, they need someone to follow. And they're like, hey, you're strong, you're cool, you're a cool panther dude, we're your guys, we're gonna be your crew, let's let's do it. I, I love a group of guys who's just like, fuck, we need a leader, like, we wanna do sick crimes and shit, but we need a leader, otherwise we're gonna fuck up. Yeah. Back to the present, Ichigo's bleeding, like, real heavily from the wound Grimjow just gave him, and Grimjow is mad at the look at his face, uh, <laughs> cause he's like- Man, Ichigo 
always has a confidence to him. Even when he's completely outmatched and he, like, has no chance of winning, he always believes that he can come out on top. And Grimjaw hates that. He fucking hates it. So they keep fighting, and Ichigo asks, like, he just straight up asks him, like, bro, why are you so mad? <laughs> like, why are you so pissed off? Is it because a human is treating you like an equal? And it's like, no, it's... Grimjaw hates anyone who looks at him with the confidence that they can beat him. And that that applies to humans, to soul reapers, and other hollows. And he even says, like, Ichigo, you're the first guy I'm gonna fucking kill. Like... Like, you're here right now, I'm gonna kill you, but don't worry. There's a lot on my list. <laughs> I feel like I could go back to, like, the early 2010s, like, late 2000s, like, when this episode came out. And I feel like if I were on the internet at some point, I would end up seeing, like, an edit of Ichigo's Hollow Mask, but it's just the troll face saying, you mad, bro? And <laughs> I, I feel like that has to exist somewhere. It's gotta. It has to. So at this point, Grimjaw prepares to unleash his biggest move, this Garon, uh, which it's basically like from his claw tips, there are like beams of light that extend upwards in like a slash motion, but they they always go up, like they basically extend infinitely. They're uh, Doug Dimidome's hat. So they just go off into the horizon. Uh, It looks fucking sick though. That's what they look like. It does look fucking sick. He does break the number one rule of fights, which is that he does straight up say, this is my most powerful move, which means to Ichigo, if he just doesn't get hit by this most powerful move, he wins. Like, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, on the other hand, both of them are like at death's door. So in for theory, sure. if either of them land a big hit, it's the, it's the win, right? Yeah, for sure. And it is a shonen anime, so I'm willing to give him a pass. It's just very funny in a fight when a character goes, this is my most powerful attack. And you're like, all right, bud, I'm ready. So back to the flashback, we have Shaolong and the rest tell Grimjow, hey, we've been following you for a while and we've all eaten like a thousand hollows. Uh, we can't become Vastolorde. Like we understand this intrinsically. Like we're never going to get there. We give up. But you can eat part of us and take our strength. Because, and here's where we learn, when a hollow eats a part of another hollow, that other hollow stop, like, can't get stronger, even if, he's, even if he like, eats still more hollow. He stops growing at that point. Uh, so they're like, hey, we're stalling out, but you can still take all of our strength we're get, we're not getting any stronger, so it doesn't matter that we can get strong that we can't get stronger past this point, and uh, we'll keep following you. Um, also, the giant slug that is Deroy just has like a bunch of bandages over his face from where Grimjaw bit him, and I think it's really cute. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that he's just following along. They also imply that the group has eaten thousands of hollows, and in that time, Deroy has not gotten gotten any stronger because he was bitten like when they first met up <laughs> i love and it. this is I, why I love this, this is the reason why d-roy is the is the runt of the litter when he shows up and they're like oh the guy you beat was d-roy yeah no fuck that guy god he, su- I, he sucks <laughs> it's 
like it sucks that that moment was still used to undercut Rukia, but it is really funny that they come back here and they're like, "Hey, remember how Rukia beat Devroy? Yeah, here's why that guy fucking sucked." <laughs> like Jesus Christ. Yeah, but I do love that. Like they let him keep hanging around. That they, they like bandaged his face because clearly he couldn't have done it. He clearly he couldn't have done it himself. He doesn't have any arms. Devroy here is shaped like a friend. Like absolutely. <laughs> D-Roy in, like, uh, as an Arankar? Absolutely not. Get the fuck away from me. D-Roy as a hollow? Yes, he's a friend. D-Roy as a hollow slug. Yes, he is my friend, my buddy. In the present, Ichigo tries to block the, like, giant five beams of light, and he barely manages to deflect them. Uh, but they keep going, and one of them is heading to Uribe, which is bad news. Uh, and then we've got... Uh, Grimjow, like, starting to win about his victory, but he's looking back, like, he's he's winning about victory in the present while also thinking back to when he was taking chunks out of his buddies to, proclaim, to like, make himself their king, basically. Uh, and he calls himself the king here as well. Uh, at this point, though, Ichigo manages to break through the central pillar of light, and he starts rushing forward, saying... Actually, fuck that. I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat Okiora. I'm going to beat Aizen. And then I'm going to bring back Chad, Rukia, Renji, Uryu, and Orihime. And we're all going to fucking go back home. And we'll abandon Nell here. And, <laughs> <laughs> and while this is happening, you know, we get we get an instrumental version of number one. We get whenever he's like naming someone's name, we get like a part, some of the fights that they've been doing. Uh, we get the scene where Orihime was saving the lives of the two escort Shinigami, like, right when she got captured. Oh, uh, which I guess is the most active that she's been this arc. Or previous arc. Whatever. I guess. Uh, and then finally, you know, he stabs Grimjow. Uh, finally, Grimjow starts to fall. He thinks back to uh, to his time in Huekumundo, like, before Aizen showed up. Ichigo grabs his hand as his mask shatters, and he just, like, gently floats down so he can just put Grimjow on the ground on his side tenderly. <laughs> like, aww. Uh, and then he just stands over him with, like, this pained look in his eye for a while. And then he looks away and jumps back toward Dorihime. I really like this part. Um, I really like seeing that after winning... Ichigo's victory isn't one where he's, like, gloating over the fact that he won. It's not that he violently murders Grimjow. It's, the fight is over. I'm going to put this body down respectfully. As, well, as respectfully as I can. Uh, and then I'm gonna go. Um, like, I like it a lot. I, I think it's great. Yeah, so once he gets back to Orihime, he asks if she's hurt. She's just happy that he's his usual self, not the hollow mask. Uh, no time for emotions, though. Nell headbutts him in the... <laughs> she just headbutts him right in the wounds. Uh, and at first, he reprimands her for nearly killing both of them because they're so high up. But, you know, oh, she she was really she was really worried, so it's okay. Yeah. He extends a hand to his friend, and he says, The others are waiting. Let's go. So she takes it. Both of them look out onto the sky, and that's where they end the season. I, I do want to state, I think it's very interesting that instead of saying to be continued, it says to the next episode here. <laughs> uh, it's a weird turn of phrase. Like, it's a really weird turn of phrase. The reason is because next episode starts our filler arc. 
And if they said to be continued here, they, then we would expect that the next episode would be part of this arc. But it is not. There is a huge filler arc. And by huge, I mean it's like 21 episodes. Um, there is a filler arc, and that's what's happening. Um, I do want to state... That when Ichigo gets to Orihime, the way he asks her if she's hurt is so funny in the Crunchyroll subs because he kind of goes, Wounds. Do you have them? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was just like, Okay, Ichigo, I get it. You're tired, but come on, buddy. Uh, what were the manga and post credits bits this time? So the next episode on bit actually really got me because yeah. it's, Ichi- it's Ichigo going all right time to go finish the adventure Rukia what are you doing here you- you're okay you're fine don't be weird Ichigo we gotta go to school come on get ready <laughs> just like what's happening and then that leads into the actual post-credit bit where Ichigo in his bankai is in front of his clinic like his family's clinic and Rukia is just showing up in her school uniform she's like why are you still dressed in your bankai you gotta put your school uniform on you Ichigo, we're going to school. And then Nell jumps on his face. And she's like, <laughs> due to production going a different way, we're going to disappear for a while. I just dropped by to say farewell until then. <laughs> and Ichigo's like, new production? Di- what is, what? <laughs> and next week begins a new anime exclusive arc. The new Captain Amagai arc. We're going to New Captain City, baby. We're going. I, like I like we said at the beginning of the episode, I don't think either of us has seen this arc. Like, at all. I've never yeah. watched any of this arc. I have watched at least one episode, and then I might have seen one or two extras. But I know, I, like, I know that I haven't seen the second half of this arc. I, I know the opening, uh, and I know the opening bangs. Uh, but I have not seen this arc. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure it's going to be a pretty new experience. But what was the manga like? So the manga, again, mostly similar. Um, I do want to point out that the the chapter that has the first half of uh, of Grimchow's flashback is called Historia del Pantera y sus Sombras, which Ooh. translates to History of the Panther and its Shadows. I love that. And I'm like, fuck, that's so good. That's (laughs) That's so good. And so the manga often has, like, the fully translated, here's the attack name in English. So, like, Getsuka Tensho is Moon Fang Piercer of the Heavens. Ooh. Um, But Descaron sounds so fucking badass because it's Rending Claw of the Panther King. Oh my god. That rules. It really does. That <laughs> rules so hard. I saw it and I was like, fuck, I really gotta take a screen cap of this one. It looks so good. That, um, that rules. Uh, there is a bit in the... Uh, so, Ilford Grants, the, the bull guy, he, yeah. he mentions a thing in the in the manga that I... And I I didn't go back to check if it was like a mis... If it was translated differently in the Crunchyroll subs, or if it was just like... I misunderstood it, but basically the way he says it, what he's talking, when they're talking about their power level, uh, Grant says that he 
is on his like thir- he is on his three thousandth hollow that he's eating, but his strength hasn't increased since hollow number one thousand, and that's oh. why like that's why they're certain that their strength isn't going up because they're like all of them have eaten two three four thousand hollows and none of them have gotten stronger past one thousand except for Grimjow. That is really interesting. The wiki here says that it implies that all of them have consumed 3,000 hollows. Like, the day that Grimjow meets them here is the day they have consumed their 3,000th hollow. Yeah. So that is that is really interesting. I like that. But, and then otherwise there's the Grimjow right before he gets beaten has a really interesting look on his face. We don't see it in the in the we don't see it much in the anime, but this face that he's making, this like surprise slash kind of sad face, like fuck, yeah. I really I really like this. God, bleach good, bleach fucking and then, good. And finally, we finish off with the um the little corner bits. So here's the chapter of Grimjow's backstory and him summoning his claws, which for the audio-only audience is just a, um, it's a bleeding panther with, like, some some claws out. And then when he actually uses Descaron, uh, it's like the back leg of a cat and, like, some energy, like, shadowy energy blood strands coming out of it. Just looks fucking sick. Yeah, no, this looks great. I I love these fucking like manga blurbs. I I don't know what to call them. They're like end of chapter shit. Like it's it's great. I adore it. I've always adored these. Yeah, they're really good. Um, and that's it for this season of Bleach. We've um, done it. We've made it through season eight of Bleach. We've made it through another season. Uh, so what was your favorite episode of the season? I, so it's, it's kind of a toss up because I really like episode 166, the one we covered this week, but I also really like the Zale fight stuff. Like, I think this week's episode 166, I think it kind of edges out just because, okay. Hi, Leo. Um, I think we were so close, but he has realized that I'm awake and podcasting and he needs me right now. He is like literally rubbing up against my laptop right now. Um, I don't know. I think this episode just has more of like an emotional through line. And I really like the um, I really like the trauma stuff they go into. I think that's really interesting and it feels different to me for Bleach. Like it just feels good. And mm-hmm. I think this fight overall is just really entertaining uh i i don't think there was a single time during this episode that i was like bored also my headphones have just died so that is really funny well that's unfortunate i i I will turn them back on and hope to god that they aren't dead actually hooray hooray uh let me double check that that didn't okay did not ruin the recording that's that's all i needed to know but yeah, no. Right. Uh, I think the emotional throughline of the Grimjow episode is just really good. I really like these ones. Yeah, these ones are definitely like some really strong contenders. 
uh, the other ones that I had my eye, that I had my eye on, just like going going back, looking at my notes, thinking back to the episodes. Uh, there is also episode one sixty five, uh, but because I, I think you're thinking of the one sixty four for the Xylophite. I think so. Uh, yeah. Whereas one sixty five has the supremely cool like back and forth of Okiur and Grinjao investigating and talking about each other, like just cutting between each other and. That's just, like, some really cool shit. Yeah, I, I like that shit, too. That shit's really good. Uh, but I think for single episode that doesn't have any... That more or less is my favorite end-to-end. End. Like, it doesn't have any cutaways where I'm like, hmm, that's kind of weird, or mm, could have done without that, is episode 155, which is basically just an entire episode of Rukia and Kai and fighting. It's when she gets her big Ooh. win with the uh, Kido. It's when we get a bunch of Kayan fighting with his, uh, um, or Aronido rather, fighting with uh, Kayan's Zanpakuto. Like, and, you know, we get a bunch of stuff. But it's also before he does his, uh, it's, he does his uh, release at the end of it. So it does, this episode very pointedly does not include, include the rest of that fight. You you are right. I think that episode's fucking great. Um, like I remember that now. Uh, was not me who watched it, but you know, it yeah. it is fucking good. That that whole part fucking rules. Uh, I I don't know. Like, I'm kind of pleasantly surprised with this season overall, just because like I think we were reaching a point where we were kind of like scared that bleach was just gonna be bad <laughs> yeah um and like i think we were both like prepared for that but also like it is really good to see that like the iraq arcs actually do have some really cool shit going on and mm -hmm. i i don't know i'm excited to keep going through it because it's like i know most people who have seen bleach when they think of bleach these are the arcs they tend to think about. That or the Soul Society arc. Um, but, like, a lot of the time when you ask people, like, what's their favorite part of Bleach? They go, oh, I fucking love the Arankar. Those guys were so sick. Um, but, like, you know, it at first it was kind of hard to see because, like, I think the Arankar arcs started really poorly. Um, I think there was some good stuff in there, but I think overall... Like, there was a lot of confusion, especially with, like, power levels and, like, the ways in which Kubo would undercut the things the protagonists were doing. Um, but I feel like he has reached a balance at this point where even though it's not good all the time, there are a lot of really good moments interspersed throughout where the Arankar stuff is actually really interesting or just really cool to watch. And it, it's been really exciting. I'm really glad to see Bleach good again. Yeah, just, it's a it's a fun, it's an enjoyable show to watch. And there's, you know, there's a lot of days where I, I get to my point where I'm like, all right, time to watch Bleach. And I'm like, just so low energy and I don't want to watch Bleach. Uh, but for the most part this season, once I got into the episode, I was like, actually, you know, this is fun. I like taking, these, I like watching these episodes. I like taking these notes. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. Like, I definitely think, like, this is one of those reasons that us taking a break after e every season is, like, really healthy for us. Because I think we both kind of reached that point of, like, 
we we watch Bleach every week, two episodes, and we get kind of burned out slightly. And sometimes it can feel kind of like a chore to like go and watch the episodes of Bleach and take notes on them. But we then, can't even say this is a job. We're not making any money off of this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like we just do this. We've been doing this for over two years now. Like I, I don't think I ever called attention to it in the show, but our two year anniversary was last month, like the seventh. Um. Like, we have that, and we've been doing this for so long that it is kind of just part of routine at this point, but also it's just like, sometimes you've got a busy weekend, and then you're like, ah, fuck, I have to watch Bleach, and you really don't want to, and sometimes, sometimes, like, the Bleach episodes don't really help, but sometimes it's good, like, this week, and then you're like, oh, fuck, I'm glad I'm watching Bleach every week, actually, and I don't know, like... I am very excited. I'm very scared about where this filler arc's gonna go, just because I don't know anything about it. But like, I don't know. I'm 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 pretty high on Bleach right now. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Also, astute observers and listeners may have realized that a few seasons ago we took we had our like one week break, and then we watched a movie, and then we did the new season, and then last season we had our one week break, and then we watched Diamond Dust Rebellion. And then we started the new season. We will not be doing this this time because movie three is in four seasons. Yeah. It is after episode, it came out after episode uh, 230. So, you know, there was a while yet until we hit the third movie. I, I do feel, though, that this is a really good point to go ahead and I, I think I think I'm ready to do some unveiling. Uh, I've confirmed multiple times that this is happening. So, I do not know if they will be sticking around after this point, past like movies, but for the next filler season of Bleach and Bleachcast, Quinn will be joining us as a semi-permanent co-host. Um, they are going to be joining us for the next season. I believe they have not seen this f- filler season either. And it's going to be a good time. I think, genuinely, I think every single time Quinn has come on our show, we have had a fucking great time. Whether or not what we watched was dog shit or not. Like, I'm very excited. I I think it's going to be a great season of our podcast, even if the the season of Bleach is not that good. Excited for our episodes to all be two and a half hours long. Yeah, I honestly, every episode is going to be like a fucking year. Uh, I say this genuinely. I love this. I I don't have to edit these things. I don't care how long they go. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, me on like me recording. Oh fuck yeah, this was great. Me editing. <laughs> like it's it's gonna be a thing. But you know, I'm I'm excited. I'm ready for it. Um, we we will be taking a week long break. Uh, like just because that's that's what we're doing after seasons now. Like I think it's healthy. It's what we should be doing. Uh, but. After that two-week break, when we come back on, I believe, the 26th will be our next episode, um, we're going to be back full force with a third co-host, and it's going to be a good time. Um, I feel like I had something else to mention. Oh, I do. I, I remember now. So, turns out that next month... On Saturday the 20th, August 20th, is the 20-year anniversary of Bleach. 
Um, we are apparently they are repla- they are releasing a special edition first volume of Bleach, reflecting like the twenty year anniversary. And I think I might get it. Like genuinely, like it it is weird to think that Bleach has had like an impact on me, but also like it had enough of an impact for us to warrant two years of podcasting and going, you know? Yeah. So, like, I don't know. It, I, I might get it just to, like, kind of commemorate the memory. It could be something fun. Yeah. Uh, that being said, though, I think it's about time we close out the show. I'm sure Sam would appreciate being given a chance to go get food and also not be in heat hell, I assume. Yeah, it's warm and also it's it's half an hour past dinner time and i haven't had lunch (laughs) i am so sorry i am sorry again i woke up late i know you're not like upset with me but like i i am sorry again that's good just end the show it's good it's good okay (laughs) all right well you can find us on Twitter at Bleachcast. you can find me on twitter at lavender underscore pause and you can find me on twitch at lavender pause and you can find me on Twitter at SSBSLJ. Stay cool, Chads. Let Sam rest. D-Roy can never become a Vastolorde. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, thank you.
ている今に感謝してたいいつまでも幸せだ」